This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, this is Rob Maji, and you're listening to Our Lifestyle Podcast. Yo, yo, as we get started, we want to thank our title sponsor, Scraping the Coast. You can visit scrapingthecoast.com for more information. Their next event, 22nd Annual, is going to be the last weekend in June. They haven't yet announced it for 2024, but rest assured, we will be out there. One of the biggest, baddest shows in the country. Get ready for more information coming soon on Scraping the Coast. Tap on the hashtag Scraping the Coast for more information. We appreciate the continued support of Custom Car Show Productions. Yo, 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 yo. It's our lifestyle podcast, also known as OLP. Episode 344. If you're hearing this, bear with us this episode. We're going to continue to make improvements, but this is going to be our first episode with video. We got Miggity Mike the Mayor, or is he out gallivanting? No, bro. I'm here live in color with ODB. So excited to be here, bro. Tuesday, absolutely blast today. And man, it was so much better than yesterday. So, hey, I'm living the dream, baby. Got my bitch ultra and I'm sitting here talking to ODB. How can it get any better than that? You know it. So if you're on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, however you're listening, just know you can go over to YouTube now and you can watch us now again. We're going to continue to improve the audio because this is a totally different experience for us, the way we're doing it. So just bear with us. But, Mike, I'm wearing my Scraping the Coast shirt. we got to give a huge shout-out to Scraping the Coast, our title sponsor. And, Mike, you know Scraping the Coast is every – what month is it? Uh, That would be June, buddy. And it's usually always the third um, weekend of June. And I want to say off the top of my head, I'm going to shoot – I'm going to guess the 20th through the 24th of 2024. Well, uh, that's a good guess. They haven't officially announced, uh, to your point. Of course, we know this year it was the 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Uh, And if I go forward and we look at 2024, June, I would assume it's going to be the 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Bottom line, typically it's the third weekend in the month of June. So come on out to Biloxi and rock it with OLP and see all the awesome rides. Dude, every year we always come up, we always show up, and we have a blast. Um, so, guys, come out and join us. And, guys, let's just go ahead and do it this. Everybody complains about how hot it is. But as ODB always says, take advantage of that free, free-on poisoning mm-hmm. on the it's inside. Cold. There's cold, no reason right? to be outside and, and in that heat. Go ahead and get your spot indoors. Come shack up and hang out with OLP when we're indoors at the Coliseum, you won't go, you can't go wrong being inside. Yeah. Scraping the coast on Instagram, scraping the coast with an IN.com for more information. But Mike episode 344, this one's a special episode. Mike and I, we're going to try to keep our intro a little shorter. The key thing is here is we've got a special guest, Jeff Davey. Now he's no stranger to OLP. He's been on OLP. It's been a while, but he's also my title sponsor over on, yeah, way back, over on Lincoln Attic Podcast. So Jeff is going to share, Mike, a very 
personal story, something that impacted him one year ago on day one of this episode on November 17th. He hit me up a couple weeks ago and he goes, yo, Jay, I went through some things last year and not a lot of people know, some of my close friends do, but he goes, hey, let's team up, OLP and Devious Customs, and let's let's get this story out there. And I tell you, Mike, if, um, if nothing else, I think people... You know, some people are going to listen to it and they may be able to get some nuggets from it, so to speak, and, and, and maybe realize they can make some changes if they want to or if they feel they need to in their life. Or certainly uh, they may just get, um, you know, some good content out of it. But I can tell you, it's a very personal story, Mike. And I'm glad that Jeff took the time and reached out to us. OLP, it meant a lot, man. I mean, he's a big name, about 23 years in business, Devious Customs. They're doing amazing builds over there. So I can't thank him enough. No, dude. Great, great guy. Uh, remember the first time meeting him, we were actually at SEMA. Yeah. And this is um, what, five years ago now? Five or Maybe six years ago. Five or six years ago. And uh, just super, super nice guy. And just the stories that this guy's got. So I can only imagine, uh, look forward to hearing it. Um, that's going to drop on Friday. Uh, so look forward to hearing that, uh, that story. We're also, I'm going to try to link up with Riggedy Ruben. Now, I had fun doing the last episode, Mike, but I'll tell you this. I did forget some things. You know, Brett, for instance, that owned Stranger, Joey Whitby took me to his house, and it was so cool to slap hands with Brett, meet his wife, see his house, see some of the stuff he's got going on, including Stranger, which, I don't know if you saw, is going to be at Mini Nats. Mm -hmm. Dude, amazing. So, uh, I am going to try to link up with Ruben just to talk a little bit about some of the additional SEMA stuff that I didn't get a chance to last episode. But Mike, the episode overview, as you take another swig, is brought to you by our family at Hammered Weekend Wear. And Adam Tripp told me this recently. He said, Miggity Mike in ODB, wants to let he wants to let us know for us to let you know that H-A-M-M-E-R-D weekendwear.com, Mike, they got the, what I call open enrollment. They've got it open for the 2024 calendar year. And you know what that means, Mike? One price for what? Time. One price for what? One price for all shirts. All Banners, description hoodies. time. Banners, hoodies, shirts, the whole nine yards, guys. Go out there and you pay one time. And every time there's a new release comes out, boom, you got it. Yeah, it's very similar to like a subscription to like, for instance, a magazine. Uh, Mini Truckin's coming back soon. There's going to be subscriptions on those. And you automatically get the new drops through Hammered Weekend where they're mailed to you directly. And it's a very unique uh, experience that you get in our scene. I don't know anybody else doing it. H-A-M-M-E-R-D, WeekendWear.com. But Biggity Mike the Mayor, speaking of what's going down, dude. You know, as I kind of relax a little bit here in my chair, trying to get on your level, uh, we haven't been able to sync up the last couple of weeks, and I kind of feel like the gallivanting has been ramped up. But my understanding is it is also your busy season. I mean, is that true, or are you really just blowing some smiths, Oak? Well, Jay, I'm always busy, brother. So, you know, in season, out of season, it's always busy season here in southwest Florida for the mayor. So, bro, I always got something going. I always got something. Uh, uh, Brewing. It. If it's not the home watch business, it's the car show. You know, it's it's always something, man. The post yeah. office, 
you name it, we're doing it. And hey, we got this podcast. And guys, want to give a shout out. Thanks for all those that supported our last drop. Um, all, everything has been mailed out. Everything is on its way. I've seen a lot of people actually got their stuff because um, actually I've seen ODB and Mrs. ODB um, yeah. actually modeling. Uh, they started their modeling career. And yeah. uh, so I've seen that post and I've seen a bunch of other people getting their stuff as well. So thank you for the support um, as always. And uh, we had one little mishap where one ended up in Texas that was supposed to be in Florida. Don't ask me. I don't know how that happens. I have no idea. But the guy did get it, so it's all good. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, thanks, Mike, for the for the update. Something I'll tell you is coming back from SEMA, I came back a little bit early. Some of the kinfolk, I won't share their names, they did get the SEMA sickness. As it's been known, Mike, um, it's not as elusive as, like, uh, you know, the Loch Ness Monster. You know, SEMA sickness is real. I was able to come back as Mr. Uh, germaphobe man, and uh, I had washed my hands a million times. And for whatever reason, knock on wood, I didn't get sick. I did some family stuff at the tail end. Uh, I know Randy had a great time going to kicker. Uh, <laughs> Mike Barsha, who we had on. Thanks, Mike, for coming on. Uh, I'll say this. He got a chance to – dude, he he went for three for three. So he hits SEMA. You talk yeah. about living the life. Then he hits a day yeah. to remember – which yeah. is like a mile from the California border. He says it's the furthest his truck's been west. And then, oh, by the way, he comes back with a one-two punch, and he's at Dino's get-down. And, Mike, listen. The mecca, every, bro. bro. Everybody <laughs> in the world was at Dino's. We got to tip our cap. I mean, he is really – CK Magazine said this in one of their posts. They said Dino and his wife, they're really kind of ambassadors, if you really think about it, one of my favorite words. Though he's an ambassador with him and his wife to that entire, uh, I don't want to just call it the C10 world. I mean, really, if you think about the truck scene for 9,000 plus trucks, dude, yeah, no. mind blown. Dude, Chevy heaven. I'm going to call it Chevy heaven because, man, it yep. was anything Chevy you could think of, it was there. And hats off to those guys for being able to pull off and do what they did uh, because that was just, that was unbelievable. And to yep. see that aerial shot of everything there. I mean, I, I was counting and I stopped at 22, uh, 2253. Um, I, I was like, bro, my eyes started hurting. I oh, couldn't count no more. You're rain man. But see, Mike, listen, there was a rumor going around. Okay. I don't know. I was told not to share this, that you were in email and you were really having a, like almost trying to wrestle him to the ground, trying to bring the banana hammock out there. And he had to tell you, and, and my understanding was you were even willing to slap a Chevrolet uh, bow tie on and if you had to try to sneak it in well i mean hey i tried telling him it's like bro it's got an ls in it come on it's got an I ls mean, you know like scotty the body keeps trying to claim that he's got an ls in his mazda which we all know is a damn uh a v6 but he keeps <laughs> trying to push that it's a damn uh an ls but whatever um it, and he still wouldn't let me bring the mazda out there so you know hey yeah. it, it's all good um, you know, one day we are going to make it out there though. That, that, I, that I promise you. And hopefully it'll be as early as next year. Uh, because yep. that to me, Hey, straight up, I think I'd rather go to Dino's get down than SEMA, but I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> Nobody else heard me. Okay. I think the whole automotive world, a lot of the truck guys and ladies <laughs> are saying that, but I want to give a shout out. Speaking of Scotty, the body, he's a good dude. He always calls and checks on me. I know he can never, Mike. He always tells me he can never get through the Miggity Mike the Mayor's bat line. He That's said he's not constantly, we talk today. constantly getting thrown in right to the weeds, the voicemail. But but listen, Scotty the Body and Jenna Lee 
Denise said that she'll project manage Smutfest. She hmm. said that she's gonna count. She's gonna be counsel to OLP for any kind of you know illegitimate type suits that come. You know, because Mike, we've got you on the team, so we've got to be careful because you know we've constantly got people reaching out trying to take. Well, well, here's the deal. Jenna Lee's is first. She's got this new. You remember what she did for uh, uh, cruise, cruisers, cops and cruisers? You yeah, know the, the song? song. Okay. Well, she's now come up with a song for Eastbound Get Down. So I told her if we're going to release this song, she has to come on to OLP and release it worldwide release on oh. OLP first. See, I like this because you're working on the Gallivant Man and you're trying to get the promotional side down because, dude, you're no stranger to shows. Eastbound Get Down. You got the hat on, and Mike, I'm hearing one of the it's it's becoming quickly becoming one of the biggest baddest shows on the Eastern Seaboard, and <laughs> they have to go to eastboundgetdownshow.com because you showed me one day the emails. I cannot believe the amount of registrations, and I tell you what, that means people want to get out of the cold up north and come down to the Sunshine State. And that, that is the whole point of having Eastbound Get Down in January in the Sunshine State. Leave all that snow, leave all that cold, and come on down here. It's absolutely beautiful. I was just talking to Damian Davis today, and Damian had a light bulb pop up on his head and said, you know what, Mike? We can do, we can bring vehicles down on the beach there in Daytona. Let's do a photo shoot down on the beach in Daytona. And I was like, Damian. That's fucking brilliant, bro. So, yep. guys, come on down to Eastbound Get Down, and let's get with Damian Davis, and uh, let's do a photo shoot down on the beach at Eastbound Get Down. I mean, can, I ratchet, can I ratchet it up just one? Because, Mike, you know, you can always get one more click on a ratchet strap, can't you? You know what I mean? Like, even what? if John even if John, even if John Lopez is over there and he gets, he gets down there, I know I can get one more click. You know what I'm oh. saying? Oh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna ratchet her up, and I'm gonna say, dude, why don't we do this? You guys do your big group photo, but you get everybody. We'll do a second photo, which I'm sure Damien would oblige. I don't know if that's the word, but get everybody dressed in kind of like you know some swimsuits, uh, maybe some some uh, sunblock on your nose. Get you one of those big uh, beach ball deals. Maybe recreate the Eastbound Get Down artwork. And uh, just kind of maybe add some flavor, Mike, and uh, I think it'll be fun. Bro, flamingos and beach balls, and you're good to go, bro. Biz, it's just some bees each biz all. Some drinks so, in the hand, and it's time to party, baby. Yeah, dude, like, bro, I got some waters right here. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's, got actually it's actually lemonade, sugarless lemonade. Hey, hats off to ODB. It's almost been a year, guys, almost a year. And uh, not only yeah. has he been celibate, but now he's been drink free too, alcohol free. Hats off, my man. Tip the cap. Thanks. I just hope that um, one day I can stop eating uh, Chick Fil A. And I, that ain't I that ain't gonna happen. Don't even try. You, Don't. You gave me good feedback. You said, "Hey, keep eating it." So I said, yes. "Okay." Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. The more you eat it, you're gonna get eventually get tired of it, and you're gonna stop eating it. <laughs> so just keep doing your thing. The general updates is brought to you by our kinfolk. Sean Rose at Rose Metal Works, also uh, behind Spreading the Love, as long uh, uh, as well as David Magadi. So uh, tip our cap to those guys. They continue to do amazing things. And we'll be talking with him soon, looking for our contributors of the, the year. 
which is an OLP exclusive award. We'll be looking to lean on them, so to speak, uh, for assistance. Uh, certainly, not only Sean Dick. Rose, but we also Thad, our boy Thad. We got to lean on Thad too. He's done yes. a lot this year. And hey, and, talking uh, about Thad, don't forget Eastbound Get Down. Not only is he going to do a mini trucking uh, magazine pick award, but he's also going to be doing our OLP pick award as well. That's we top, top ropes. And dude, I want to say, I want to say the the last year, the, well, this past January at Eastbound Get Down Show was the first time that Old Crispy, yes. a.k.a. the Spike Truck, was in the state of Florida. And we got to thank Thad all the way from Pennsylvania for doing that. Yep. And I'm telling you, you're going to have this unique opportunity to see a lot of cool trucks there. That's the awesome thing, Destination Daytona. I know you can see there is not anything held to my head. You know, Mike typically off camera is like, you know, basically squeezing my arm saying you better say it. This yep. time he's not. But I know Eastbound Get Down Show, Mike, is, is quickly gaining steam. It's a lot of work that not only you and John are putting in, but Kim and Mrs. Mayor, a.k.a. Shannon, you guys are really doing a great job. No, I appreciate that. And, and you know, hats off to the girls because uh, without the girls, uh, they definitely do a lot of lot of stuff. You know, this talls and smalls thing, uh, you know, me and John, but uh, the girls, Kim and Shannon, they do they do a lot. They do a lot behind the scenes and they don't want to be in the camera. They don't want to be in the spotlight. But, you know, we wouldn't be able to do this without them. That's for damn sure. And uh, definitely appreciate ODB and uh, him posting up his videos, too. In the limelight, because you rhyme tight. Time hey. to get paid. I got to edit out the next part. No, okay. no, don't, don't, don't edit, baby. It's just say it. It's in the Dude. song. <laughs> right. So check this out. Next, we got the trivity with with Miggity Mike the Mayor, and I got one question, Mike. Are you ready? Now it's time to get serious. <laughs> always ready to get this wrong. But dude, now me. you got me on video. How am I going to Google the answer and find out the answer, bro? See, that, that's honestly the reason why we're doing the video. That's why we uh, had to make the transition. That is the real reason. Now the truth comes out. Dude, I've been getting emails from people saying, hey, are you FaceTiming with Mike? Because we think that he's <laughs> digging around. He's got hidden notepads. You've got things off camera. you got the yeah. little FBI deal in the, in the ear. But this no. one's, Mike, you, you may not get it, but you know what? This one's going to be fun anyways. And okay. by the way... Our SEMA episode, we got to thank the group for um, they all got it wrong. And we had we had brokered a deal with the group. If they got it right, they were going to get the tick mark in their binder. If they got it wrong, we counted how many people. There was about 10. And those points were deducted from your binder. Oh, so okay. you know, I've got the key now. I just got to get in because I got stuff falling out over here, Mike, all into the, you know. Not you surprised. Know. So I, I got to get in there, and I'll, I'm going to update it soon. No, I, hey, you told me I had a whole bunch of tick marks from driving to this show and that show and, and yeah. so on and so forth. So at least give me those for the driving tick marks. Yeah, and, and you get a tick mark for brokering the deal for me to be able to – I mean, because we didn't talk a lot about this. I mean, you literally worked back um, at the Cruising with Cruisers and you basically said, Hey, ODB needs a cop car to drive around all weekend. So that was kind of an unreal experience. We did mention breaking the law did come on the radio while we were did. driving. Yes, it did. And I never thought in my life I'd be driving a police car. Now it was an unmarked car, uh, but we were driving a police car around uh, and Judas priest breaking the law came on and uh, it was pretty, pretty surreal. 
Bro, it still had the sirens. It still had the lights. It still had the cage. Dude, it was legit. It was absolutely legit. Guys, if y'all are in or around Whitesburg, Kentucky, make sure you guys check it out and you guys get your ass there and support that local show uh, because, man, we had a freaking blast and uh, at that show. So definitely look forward to going back there again next year. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, Mike, here's the question. Okay. And I know we're not yet to the Christmas season, but we're kind of there. And I'm going to share something with you guys in a couple minutes related to the next couple episodes. So here's the question. What is the name of the Griswold neighbors oh, shit. in Christmas vacation? So I'm going to give you the hint. When he's hanging, something goes flying out of the gutter, right, the ice. Yeah. And it goes in and it hits like the CD rack, you know, back in like 1989. And there's um, one of my favorite actresses, Julia Louis-Dreyfus from Seinfeld. I don't know what it is. Just gets me going. It's her. Her name starts with an M. And I'm not going to give you the hint with her husband. And at one point he goes, I don't know, so-and-so. And then they respond with, I don't know, with her name. I know that's a hard one, but I figured the Airhead Nation, they're, they're driving around, they're listening and they like to play along as well. So we've got them right now kind of going, I know it. It's on the tip of my tongue. You said it starts with an M. Now, is that the first name or the last name? That's the first name of Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yay. Yay. Her name. Okay. So is it Monica? Nope. And it's not more. It's not Maureen. I don't know, Margo. I don't Margo. know. Margo and Todd. And, dude, the reason why I bring that up is I saw, I don't know if it was this year, I think it was last year, someone dressed like it would. Dude, tell me that that's not a good Halloween costume. You know what I mean? So next year, I might give it away. I'll have Maddie dress as Margo. She'll have to dye her hair black, of course. And then I'll be Todd. You're going to be Todd. Okay. All right. Why Todd. not, right? You know what, though? Todd just doesn't sound as, as good as ODB. It's Hank. It's Hank. Let's be well, honest. Hank, definitely. Definitely. Definitely Hank. Hank Bro, we haven't talked about Hank. That's the first time we brought up Hank this whole episode. It's, Are you okay? It's a, it's a long okay story. There's bail money involved and Dog the Bounty Hunter, I think, is... It's, I don't want to bring it up, man. Hey, check this out. You brought up Dog the Bounty Hunter. You know where Dog the Bounty Hunter lives now? He was for a while in Hawaii, but where does does he live in Florida? He lives in Southwest Florida now. He has moved to Cape Coral, Florida. Is there any way you could deliver his mail and try to get him the eastbound get down, dude? Okay, well, there's no way I can deliver his mail, but there is a way that I might possibly be able to run into him in Cape Coral when we go down to downtown Cape Coral, because I heard he spends a lot of time down in downtown Cape Coral. You have to get on the eastbound get down, dude, signing autographs and stuff. Would that not be cool or what? Dog the bounty hunter, bro. And, Mike, you know, I can't keep giving these ideas away, but I really think you need to try to link up with Luke Campbell down in Miami and see if he can get two live crew. I know one of the members passed away. If two live crew could perform at eastbound get down, dude. So two live crew and dog the bounty hunter. And then start we'll the get room, start the rumors now. Hashtag it. Let's do it. Then we'll get Tom to try to get Vanilla Ice there. You know what I mean, hey, dude? Could you imagine Vanilla Ice, 
Two Life Crew, and Dog the Bounty Hunter. All that East Dude. Andre got. Bro. Bro. He's the biggest part of show. So check this out. The trivia with Mike is brought to you by the Kinfolk at the Spark Show. Visit the sparksshow.com every August in Sevierville, Tennessee. It's one of the biggest, baddest growing shows. 10th anniversary just happened. And Mike, this is the only stamp of approval you need when Mr. Phil Fowler sees the show, sees the cruising photos, sees the video. He says, hey, I want to add that to my list in 2024. That's all you need to know. Send the guy a check. Shout out to Phil Fowler. TheSparkShow.com for more, and of course, The Spark Show on Instagram. So, Mike, uh, next we got ODB Live and Uncut. And this one's going to be quick. At the end of this episode, we're going to roll into audio with Jeff Davey, and you're going to see it if you're watching on YouTube. And I can't thank Jeff enough. Again, it's a very personal story. I also share, I had no idea what Jeff was going through last November. And as, <clears throat> as Mike alluded a little bit ago, I basically kind of made some changes in my personal life in December and it was going to be a week. And then it turned into two weeks that quickly turned into a month. And now it's been 11 months. And certainly what you'll hear us talk about is bottom line is, you know, not trying to be the fatherly figure and tell people what to do, but trying to get people to open their eyes. If you may recall a couple of months ago, Mike even shared or several episodes ago, Mike had shared a little bit of a change that he was making based upon some direction from his doctor, right? We're all kind of getting a little older. I know I'm going to be 45, and I think it's just something to think about, whether it's debt you're working on, diet, uh, health, uh, working out, uh, alcohol, maybe consuming less. You'll hear Jeff and I take a deep dive on that. But the, the last thing I'll say on this topic is, you know, just know – you can make changes. And uh, sometimes we get in those ruts and we kind of see tunnel vision. But I'm telling you, like Mike, the, the great George McFly said, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. And I really mean that, dude. Hey, I just want that damn book that tells me that, you know, the Chicago Cubs actually win the World Series and win a whole I got one time. back here. I could grab it right now. Oh, okay. Okay. You yeah. Want I want that. Hold on. You want the scores this weekend? Here, hold on. But hey, Mike, if 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 I let you use it, I'd you know I'd have to. Bro, like I said, if anybody's got it, ODB is the one that's got it there yes. somewhere. If it's dude, I got some stuff falling out of in here, and I'm trying to just kind of clean up. If it's not in your man cave, it's definitely in your shop. One of the two, it's going to be there, dude. And I, hey, I, I know it. there was a hashtag that had started about you know bring the Bing. Hey guys, get ready because bring the Bing is coming. I don't know, man. Oh, I know. I know. Because not only is Bring the Bing coming, but hey, uh, Side Chick, you know, Chick's Ride, Chick's Ride's coming too. Really? Is that the intel? That's the intel. Don't know so when they're coming, where they're coming, but they're coming. So check this out. We got to give a huge shout out to Joey Dilworth at Get Decked. If you're a show promoter and you want to add your artwork to a skate deck, get with Joey. Uh, it's get decked underscore VA. Also know that Joey Dilworth, just how it sounds, is on Facebook. And oh, by the way, if you, for the holidays, want to put a photo or something that you have on a skate deck, Joey does, you have to get with him in advance. He does typically uh, take care of those type of requests. So, of course, you're going to maybe have a little bit of an elevated cost if it's a one-off. 
But I can tell you, Mike, when 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 Kyle Fannin, aka K Dog, is trafficking hundreds of skate decks across state lines, let's be honest, for Lone Star Throwdown, and they're coming from Joey Dilworth, you know stuff's about to go down. And that's what Joey Dilworth is doing for the scene. So shout out, tip of the cap to Joey Dilworth and get decked. Oh, absolutely. Because I tell you what, um, we uh, had the pre-sale for all of our decks for Eastbound Get Down. And we absolutely killed it. So thank you guys for that. And uh, Joey will have more for us at Eastbound Get Down. So guys, if you didn't get in on the pre-sale, don't worry. We'll have more at the show. And that's courtesy of Joey D uh, Dilworth. Uh, with get decked, so oh, yeah, I know we talked about we talked about um, the Spark Show in August, but yep. you know, but you know, one show is coming after that that we're excited about. I had the opportunity to go to it this year. Yeah, OLP will be there again next year. What show is that? What show is freaking, that? Freaking with an IN, freaking weekend, dude, and. Mike, Can't they play. just they just posted uh, on Instagram. You have to you have to look them up. Freaking weekend! They just posted um, about what's going down next year, and that's the cool thing that I think that they're doing is they're already promoting Mike, and that's words for any show promoter. Just know, in my opinion, and Mike can speak because he is a show promoter. In my opinion, you got to keep the boots, the noise, and all of that going all year. You know. And, and, and granted, you know, it's it's only been a couple months, but bottom line is they're already getting in line freaking weekend for next September 2024 uh, out there, Mike, in, in Biloxi. Yes, and it's at the Hare um, uh, Casino and Resort. Dude, get your hotel. Get You stay on property. Show's right across the street. You can't miss out. It's right on the water. It's absolutely – it is a blast. It is a freaking weekend. And, uh, dude, I can't wait for next year. I had a blast this year and definitely look forward to going back again next year. Yeah. And if you Google, uh, or on Facebook, they've got about a thousand followers, but it'll take you to the freaking with an I N weekend.com. And I do believe the Instagram is also the same. I think it's Instagram slash the freaking weekend. Let's see if it's show or without the show. Yeah. So it's, it's the freaking weekend show on Instagram. So since we're doing this video stuff, don't have my phone right here front and center, but certainly um, shout out to them. And, and thanks, Mike, for doing that. Oh, no, absolutely. Now, Come out and see OLP because we will be set up there next year. Looking forward to it. Yeah, we can't wait. Now, um, I'm going to condense a little bit of the scene updates. Uh, the number one thing I'm going to say is uh, last the last episode, Brandon came on from Street Trucks, the editor. And, you know, we've been hinting about this. I, I think it's no secret. Randy Frederick, when he won one of the show-off series shows, that guaranteed a cover. So I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but if you've been listening – uh, you can certainly put the pieces of the puzzle together. We've been really promoting January 2024. So uh, what I would tell you is be on the lookout for that. And again, as Brandon and I mentioned, when we were at SEMA, you can go right on the sport our Street Trucks website and you can buy a subscription or these individual um, issues. The reason that's important is a lot of us are going to want to end up securing one of those copies for January 2024 
They may not be easy to get depending on where you live. Don't just throw the talent. Go on the street trucks. Just Google street trucks, street trucks, mag.com. And you can buy those individual issues, as Brandon said, for the same price. Now, Mike, this truck right here, uh, his name's Jason, uh, also known as Rocco's dad on Instagram. Um, I, when Jeff and I start our segment, we're going to mention this truck because, ironically enough, Jeff at Devious Customs, they built this truck. His, his shop did. This truck was on Bring a Trailer just a short bit ago, and it ended. It did not sail, sell, didn't hit the reserve, but I want to give a shout-out to him. This thing was pretty crazy, and it was just five years ago, Mike, that in California, they had the fires where this truck was burned. So when I talked with Jeff the other day, that was the fifth anniversary. This truck was in the fires and it was rebuilt. So good can come out of bad situations. I think this truck is one thing that kind of emerged from the fire, so to speak. But certainly um, I wanted to give him a shout out uh, during the scene updates. We also want to mention this. If you look at this um, issue, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm pointing out page 44. Uh, Mike, anchors away. When you think about, um, you know, the truck, the the award that he won for us last year, and I'm going to turn to it right here, a tribute truck with meaning. So, again, if you're watching on YouTube, you're seeing what I'm showing here. I believe this was shot at Battle in Bama. And um, if we get in here and we talk about Shane Andrews, he's from Blakesville, Georgia, what I wanted to mention. So, Georgia's in the house. But, you know, Street Trucks has continued to feature many trucks, and – Print is, I don't want to say on the downfall, but the world that we live in, a lot of the younger generation is on YouTube. Obviously, we're transitioning more to YouTube as well here, but certainly go out and support the scene if you can, like going to shows, buying these magazines. I think it's the most important, Mike. Well, you mentioned earlier, well, first of all, Shane Andrews, uh, he just had surgery. So, uh, hey, we want to wish you from OLP yes. a fast and quick recovery, uh, number one. Number two, you mentioned uh, Mini Truck Magazine. Mini Truck Magazine is coming back, guys. And heads up, they just released new stickers. So go out, check out minitrucking.com, um, I believe is the website. .net. .net. I'm sorry. Thank you. And uh, pick you up some um, support those guys and pick you up some stickers. Um uh, but street trucks, like you said before, go out, support the print magazines, guys, because if we don't support it, they won't be around. They are putting uh, mini trucks in street trucks. Uh, so definitely go out and support these guys. And um, hey, uh, um, our boy Randy, uh, congratulations. We all know what's if you've been paying attention, you know what's about to happen. And um, not only will he get the cover and uh, in street trucks. Yes, his head's going to blow up, but his head's already big, but well-deserved too, by the way. Um, he also will be at Eastbound Get Down. So if you haven't seen the truck in person yet, come out January 12th through the 14th, Eastbound Get Down, Destination Daytona, and uh, and see, see, oh, yep, his or yours? Which one? Oh, mine. Yeah, mine. Yeah, oh, okay. And, um, and check out uh, uh, Two Ballistic at Eastbound Get Down. It's freaking yeah, beautiful, beautiful truck. Yeah, and let's say this, Randy is is really, I think, a guy in the scene that is doing great things because he's uniting people. His team that we've had on talked about building the truck is amazing. But, Mike, he, he's also what, what I call uh, someone that's a promoter of the scene. 
And, you know, Randy called me in the past and said, hey, I want to help with X, Y, Z. Hey, I want to do this, right? And a lot of the stuff we don't even share because, you know, we're homies and, and he doesn't want the recognition for it. But for him to go out and, and you know, round up the troops for Cruising with Cruisers, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and announce that truck's going to be there. Oh, by the way, right before SEMA. That was a big trip to go up to Kentucky. I know those guys appreciated it. He's doing the same for Eastbound, right? Yep. So I know Randy listens. He's a good dude. I talked to him the other day. It's people like that. And granted, we're only giving him as one example. I know there's a lot of people listening now going, hey, you know, I promote the scene too. Listen, we we appreciate it because listen, we're I, I can't be a, I can't be positive 100 percent of the time. I try. I've had my hiccups over the years, but I'm telling you wh- where the scene is at right now. My growing up watching NASCAR with my dad, you'd always hear the announcers going, "Oh man, they're firing on all cylinders," right? And we've heard that term if you're a motor guy, if you're a truck guy over the years. But I feel like the scene is really firing on all cylinders. We'll be talking more about two ballistic, but Mike, like you said, Eastbound Get Down Show. People are paying for a few hour show at different shows throughout the state. Sometimes you go to these shows, you're paying 30, 40, 50 bucks for like a night show. Eastbound get down show, you got a couple of packages, Mike, but as low as what's the lowest entry for Eastbound? Uh, 55. 55. So, you know, I know a lot of times, you know, we're in this day and age where things do cost a lot fuel, food, all that. I totally get it. But I would challenge people and say this. I went to a charity show earlier this year. I wasn't even there probably two hours. It was 30 bucks to get in. It felt good to pay it, right? It's going to a good cause. It's going to a charity. When you go to a show like Eastbound and all of these other shows throughout the country and you're spending 40, 50, 60, sometimes $80, I know. Look at the value that you get at Lone Star Throwdown. 80 bucks to get your truck in and have two bands. Look at the value that you're going to get at Eastbound Get Down. These guys are putting their neck out on the line, and I would challenge you. I know we can't make them all. I can't either, but just get out there if you can. No, hey, believe me, uh, we would love to have you out there. Hey, we'd love to have make it cheaper, but at the same time, got to pay that uh, that venue uh, to be able to have the show where it's at. It's a great venue. It's right off of ninety five, and the and the it's right down the road from the beach. You can't go Buc-ies. wrong, guys. Bucky's. But hey, it's it's hey. Actually, you know what's really funny is you bring up Bucky's. Bucky's and the beach are both about the same distance from the show, and you go one way. You go you go. Let's see, call it east. You'll hit the beach. You go north. I'm sorry, you go south, and you'll hit Bucky's. So hey, we got them both covered. Bucky's and the beach. You can't go wrong. Bucky's and the beach. Right. I love it. Um. So I was going to share something, but I'm going to wait till another episode. Uh, when you were saying the bees, that reminded me of my dad because my dad would he he was great at nicknaming people, and he nicknamed you know we had nicknames for the Bauer Compound and Bada Bing Blue and the Bauer Balcony and Big Breasted Such and Such. Whoa! Uh, and I like that. Bauer I like Bini. that. Let's t- let's go back and talk about the Big Breasted. Right, and when Papa Smurf would get on, you know, like when we'd get going, like we'd be at one of the Packers games, and like people thought he was like rapping, you know, they thought he was Vanilla Ison. So I'll have to share that here in the near future. I'll, I'll find it because I can't even remember. He had so many bees. <laughs> my dad, I, t- I joked with my dad. I said, "Dude, Eminem needs to get with you, Dad," because like you could have did the intro on his album. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, all right. Uh, the scene updates. Uh, I do have a couple more I want to share just briefly. It is mini truck in with an IN mag 
www.bigcartelsdeal.net. So that's the website that'll bring you to the Big Cartels deal. Um, another scene update, KSP, also known as Cruising with Cruisers, uh, the Kentucky State Police, they announced more to come very shortly on their 2024 stuff. I want to give a tip of the cap to Tony Moore. Asphalt Army did a fantastic job. I did not, unfortunately, get the slap hands with him at SEMA, but look up Tony Moore, M-O-O-R-E, on Facebook. He's got a SEMA show slash Vegas 2023. Did a fantastic job of taking photos. Uh, so, again, tip of the cap to him. Um, this was pretty cool. Uh, Robbie Williams, never before seen, should I have left it this way, something I lay away and think about. He was sharing some of uh, a past paint job is the way I understood it. Love his Mazda Cab Plus. It's not an extended cab, Mike. It is a Cab Plus. Shout out to Robbie Williams, a good dude. The scene updates brought to you by Garage Gear Clothing. Don't forget they do have some options as low as free shipping, right? So there's different tiers on there garagegearclothing.com, sport truck, full size, mini truck, you name it, free shipping, options available, also at different shows throughout the country. Let Garage Gear Clothing know that ODB sent you. ODB and the mayor, let's be honest, because the mayor is not gallivanting today. He is here unless, is that an AI hologram? I could be wrong. <laughs> okay. No, I'm here. I'm here with the one and only ODB. Oh, yeah. So um, I want to wrap this up with a couple things and then we'll get out of here because, Mike, I know you want to eat. You just got home. Um, the show updates, I'm not going to go through the full calendar right now, but I want to say please check out Local Rides with a Z-R-I-D-E-Z -E mag. Local Rides mag. These guys are doing cool stuff. Many of you are always wanting more content. It's very affordable. They're on Instagram. You can link into their uh, website from the bio. And, Mike, you know, a lot of people in the scene, we've seen magazines come and go, but these guys are really putting in a lot of effort. They reached out and said, hey, I want to partner with OLP. We're going to have an ad in this next issue. And I would I would challenge you, even if you just buy one, right, and, and they've got some on sale less than 10 bucks. buy one, see what you think. Spread the word. Even if you don't keep it, you give it to someone else because they want to check it out. That's how we can kind of get this, um, you know, this going for those guys. So they've been doing a good job for years, and I think they're ready to take it to the next level, Mike. No, and hey, once again, another company that not only have they teamed up with OLP, but they will be at Eastbound Get Down as well. Yeah, they're good people, man. I love to hear that. Uh, the podcast updates, Mike already mentioned the stuff shipped out. Uh, here's what I want to mention. The next few weeks, if all of the stars align, we're going to have this episode on the 17th. The following week, we're going to have some special guests, some West Coast legends. But we're also going to dovetail that into a Black Friday episode. So if all goes well, we're going to hit them with a one-two, maybe two weeks in a row. That's the plan right now. And then we'll see the next few episodes we've already got done. Now, we've got a we've got an East Coast legend down in the South Florida region. His audio is done as well. So that's going to come uh, about two or three episodes out. And then we, we're going to have – I'm working on an episode for Mike's birthday, 1215. For those that forget, The Chronic came out in 1215-92. Uh, so I'm working on that. And then before you know it, we're going to be at our best ofs. 
So we're going to be posting some questions in the Airhead Nation group on Facebook to talk about just get the ideas going on some of these awards. We've got some ideas now, but we want to hear your input as well. The podcast updates, Mike, brought to you by Graphics Mafia. If you need stickers or some light design work or maybe a wrap on a car, hit up Buddy at graphics with an X, mafia.com. Website, Instagram, TikTok, graphics with an X, mafia.com. Mike, w- let's close it down. Eastbound get down. I did have somebody that had a question. They wanted they wanted to see where are you still open to answer a question? Dude, I'm always open to answer a question. Come on, hit hit me, hit me, hit me. Okay. So uh eastbound get down. You don't have my sound effect board set up. Eastbound get down show.com. Again, pre-registered John, Mike, Kim, Shannon. They're gonna appreciate it. We're all gonna be out there. It's gonna be nice weather. Like it is every year, there's a Chick-fil-A, a couple uh, rides up, a couple exits up. There's also a Bucky's, as Mike said. But Damian Davis, he's been killing it. A lot of content. Love what he's doing. But, Mike, the question is this. These folks want you to break down because, Mike, some people are thinking about awards. They want to know um, what are – for the most part, is this the top 50? Is the top 75? Can you just give the high-level overview on the awards? Because I know a lot of guys are gunning for these. So what's the real deal? And can you give us a couple of the names that are working on some of these? Oh, man, that's easy. That's an easy question. Well, so well, yes, hold on. I'll it, keep going on the email. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. No, no, no. Hey, keep them coming because this one's easy. Uh, top 50, is it is a top 50. Okay. And those awards are, are going to be done by ModifiedMerch.com. Check out ModifiedMerch.com. Uh, Brady. Uh, is doing the top 50 for us. And um, we also have, I went off the top of my head, I think there's 35 or 36 um, best ofs, okay? And we have Gooch um, going to be doing um, half of the uh, best ofs. And then we got Daniel Smith that is going to be doing the other half of the best ofs. And then our um, we're going to have Chad Luke doing our Greg Miller Memorial Award. I'm sorry, I, I messed that up. We got Sean Rose is going to be doing our Greg Miller Memorial Award. And then we have um, Chad Luke going to be doing our Anthony Strong Memorial Award. Luke! Yes. And then we got Tank. Um, uh, Keith Keith Tank is going to be doing uh, Fat Fat Tanks is going to be doing our Club Participation Award. Um, So those are all of our guys that are going to be doing our awards for us. And um, like I said, you know, the typical best of show, uh, uh, best of show overall, best show car, best show truck, best mini truck, uh, best full size, best uh, SUV, uh, best low rider, best bike, you know, all those different best ofs. We're going to have plenty of best ofs. And then, of course, like I said before, we're going to have um, uh, Thad is going to be doing our, um, our uh, OLP pick award. And then he's also going to be doing our mini truck and magazine pick award. So Thad's going to be doing those two awards as well. So actually, I think we're going to be closer to almost 40 best ofs with 50 top with the top 50. So there's uh, there's about 90 awards total uh, for Eastbound Get Down. And um, so it's guys, we got plenty of awards. We just uh, need y'all to come out and uh, and let's uh, let's come out and capture those because, like I said, dude, we got Gooch uh, with Gooch uh, Customs and we got Daniel Smith with Smithworks. 
So those two make a hell of a team, and uh, they're going to knock out these best ups for us this year. Yeah, thanks, Daniel, for coming on the last episode. He obviously, if you think about Mike Finnegan's truck at SEMA, the mini, yep. hit him with the one-two punch. He's got Barsha's there. I mean, to be able to have the honor of working on that truck. Yep. So there's a lot of good stuff that's going on in the state of Florida, Mike, including Eastbound Get Down. And, and I appreciate you kind of giving the intel because, you know, I know we joke about trophies and stuff, but – it is cool to kind of know what's coming up and, and what to expect. So it, it's going to be a great weekend. And um, I would tell people, come on out to Florida. You got people coming from far and wide. It's going to be a good time. As we close it down, I want to say uh, the FAQ for Eastbound Get Down is brought to you by CNS Metalworks. Hit up Chris and team at CNS Metalworks on Facebook as well as Instagram. Um, it's cs-metalworks uh, with an s.com or CNS Metalworks on Instagram. Mike, if they're on YouTube, I think we're going to cut into uh, Jeff Davies' uh, video now because I don't know if I gave Ruben a heads up that we had to do video for going forward. So with that being said, uh, we'll capture his audio for the podcast. So if you're watching on YouTube, finish it out here. And if you can jump over and stream it on your favorite podcast app, Mike, I think we may, hopefully I didn't forget anybody. Uh, we want to thank CNS Metalworks or Graphics Mafia, uh, Local Rides Mag, Freaking Weekend, Garage Gear Clothing, Joey at Get Deck, The Spark Show, Rose Metalworks, AKA Spreading the Love, uh, Hammered Weekend Wear, and of course our title sponsor every June, as Biggity Mike the Mayor said, Scraping the Coast, Rest in Peace, to the big homie, Greg Miller, I'm rocking the spreading the love right now. The love is real. Stay on the rise, everyone. And if you've checked us out here, leave an emoji comment on YouTube. It helps the algorithm stuff. And Biggity Mike the Mayor, dude, stay on the rise. Don't kill yourself. Never. Never. Next, in case they don't listen day one next week, if we get that episode out, happy Thanksgiving. Be safe oh. Black Friday. Don't trample anybody. No. No. Those damn big screen TVs ain't worth it, guys. Come on. Yeah. 50-inch screen, leather green. 50-inch screen, money green, leather sofa. Got two rides, a limousine with a chauffeur. All right, Bingo. Bingo. Be, be good, Mike. Hey, always, brother. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, thanks for doing what you do. Keep doing your thing. And, dude, you just keep taking it to another level every single time. So keep doing you, ODB. Appreciate you. Love you, brother. Everybody, have a great day. Have a great weekend. And hey, guys, stay low. On the rise, y'all. Peace. Hey, hey, it's ODB. We're getting ready to call Riggedy Ruben, a.k.a. The Booker. This interview is brought to you by our family at Southeast Mini Truck and Nationals every April in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. Now, of course, the submissions are all in. Many of you have gotten, hopefully, a good response in terms of to pay your fee, even if you don't get in with the coveted golden ticket, we highly suggest that you still come out to Maggie Valley, North Carolina for the 30th anniversary of Southeast Mini Truck and Nats. I would tell you this, it's one of the biggest, baddest truck shows in the country in terms of mini trucks. You can cruise, you can get a band to go in uh, and see the show for a couple of days. So, more information available at Mini Nats on Instagram and Facebook. Shout out to Jason Bell and team. We'll have him on early next year to talk a little bit about the festivities. Let's jump into the audio with Ruben Artiaga. 
the Booker. Yo, yo. So as I mentioned, we just finished with Biggity Mike. And guess who just called? Riggedy Ruben, the Booker. What's going down? Not much, Jay. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Thanks for taking the time. I felt like the last episode, I had to rush. I was under the gun to get it out that Friday. One of the probably the, the quickest episodes we turned around with that content from that week. But, dude, I just got to say this, man. It was so good linking up with you out there. You know, we didn't get to spend a lot of time, but I always like hanging out with you. And, of course, Chris was there. And, um, man, it just was a lot of fun. Yeah, it sure was. And, you know, I, I got I, – this year I didn't make it to the Hall of Fame. I was there maybe – I don't know, maybe about 20 minutes after it was all said and done. And um, we linked up right away and we got to hang out. I saw Ron and uh, Jeff, Mini Garage was there. And, um, you know, and then we all went to dinner right there in that casino and, or that hotel. And um, good times like always, man, you know? Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because I wanted to acknowledge that, you know, getting to hang out with Billy Bob that week, but also like Jeff from Mini Garage being there. And even Andy, who is an RA member from the Vegas area, you know, I got I had some great it's like the second or third time I hung out with him, but always great conversations with Andy. Uh getting to go to Brett's house, you know, Joey took me there because Joey had his truck stored. And of course, like it's funny because I'm naming these RA guys, but you know, that's the cool thing about our scene. You know, there's a lot of good dudes out there, and certainly you name some of them, and that whole festivities was fun. I know that you made it to all of them. So it was cool to see you there. Even though you got there at the tail end, you were busy. You still made it. And um it was cool. Um we didn't talk I didn't talk a lot about it, but Bob did announce like he's gonna step on a little bit from the mini truck hall of fame. I think he's gonna focus on health and some other things. But certainly you've been to all the mini truck hall of fame. So you've got to see I think it's 104 people now, including yourself, be inducted into the Hall of Fame. So I love seeing it. Yeah, great. Thank you. And, you know, and, and, and I hope it, um, you know, I've, I've heard the stories and stuff and I talked to Bob and he told me and, you know, we've talked, of course, and um, I, I really hope that it continues to grow and thrive. Uh, I've always been, I guess, an advocate for it. And I've yep. always been proud, you know, I'm proud that I was inducted when I was inducted. Sure. And, um, you know, I, I hope for the best for it because I, you know, I, like I said, I love it. I think it's something positive for us. Yeah, I, I totally concur. And what I said to Radar earlier, and you will be sharing more. I mean, there hasn't been a lot of discussion, so there's really not nothing to share. But, you know, I told I told Radar that to me, it's important now, because if you think about what Bob is kind of doing now, he's passing the torch to other individuals. And none of us want to maybe say this, but in how many years will we be hopefully passing the torch to the next generation or some form or fashion of it? So like you said, we got to keep it going. And and I couldn't agree more. No, we, we got to do. And I mean, um, you know, what I, what, in my opinion, I think Bob did a great job and everything and, you know, getting it to this point and um, with the people that I know are involved with it, I could just see it even going farther. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, there's going to be some growth, hopefully. Um, I know people have suggested different people. I have, certainly. And, um, you know, the bottom line is I just want to see it prosper. So I think we're on the same page there. Um, I did want to hit upon this because it, it, I had this odd travel situation this year. You know, I 
I knew I'd be there till Wednesday. We got up super early. We peeled out of there. The Uber uh, schedule was awesome because we scheduled it the previous night. They came early. We got to the airport kind of before they even opened, which was kind of unreal. But uh, I didn't get a chance to, to mention Chuck Dog. You know, I had such a good time hanging out with him. I'm glad he went. But you also got to experience SEMA a couple extra days. I know you floated around and did some different things. But, like, if you were to sum up SEMA for this week, Ruben, in your mind, like, what are some of the words and thoughts that come to your mind? Oh, man. it You know what? It just continues to grow and grow. And um, to see it, you know, there were those few years there where, you know, they couldn't fill up halls and attendance sure. kind of down and whatnot. But to see it prosper after, like, after, after COVID, you know, and this is, what, our third year after it coming back. And I, I, I just, it's grown, you know, the amount of foot traffic there. Um, it was funny because I, on Friday, we walked, we walked through the halls and we walked kind of late and it was a night and day difference compared to Tuesday morning. I mean, Tuesday morning, you'd walk through Central Hall and I mean, you were people galore on, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, exactly. And, um, and Friday was a little bit calmer. Granted, we we scaled we we got out of there like right before like it you know it closed and we were trying to beat the the rush back to the hotel, but um, they filled up that new West Hall you know and they continue to have stuff outside, so um, honestly I just see it going bigger I, I I see it bigger than ever next year. Yeah, there's there's no doubt it's kind of like the Super Bowl of our our whole industry. Uh, and I say are, you know, the whole car community stuff. Like if you would have thought that it would involve as much as it does, you know, there's there's the stuff out front doing the the Hoonigan stuff and, you know, all of these different things. It's just, it's insanity. Now, I wanted to ask you this, kind of an off topic, but it still ties into SEMA. I read some things today and I wanted to ask if you experienced or saw any of this. I didn't. Maybe I did and I didn't realize it. But. Uh, something we haven't talked about here, Ruben, a lot is the F1, the Formula One stuff. Worldwide, it's just blowing up. And apparently, um, my understanding was they're going to have this the F1 race there in Vegas. And there's been all these logistics because they're going to turn this beautiful place into a track, right? And I guess a lot of the residents haven't been happy. There were people saying, you know, there's bleachers going up in weird places and things like that. I guess because... I had such a little time there other than riding in the back of the, the truck, uh, Billy Bob's. I didn't really see any of that. Did you interact or happen to notice any of that? I, you know what? I actually did. I noticed it right when I got into uh. town. Again, I was, I got into town and I was running late. I needed to stop and get gas. So I got gas off the Tropicana the 15. And um, that whole area from Tropicana on Las Vegas Boulevard all the way, I took the streets all the way back down into downtown. And um, there are barriers up, there are grandstands going up and stuff. And, you know, one of the saddest things that I saw was there used to be trees in front of the Bellagio, and they cut those things down to put up uh, grandstands. I you know, know someone, one of the residents mentioned that. They mentioned how the traffic's been atrocious, but they also said people that were visiting, there were these different walkways where, like, they could take good selfies and stuff. Someone mentioned the Bellagio, what you just mentioned. So I'm just wondering what that dynamic, it's crazy because SEMA is like the biggest thing ever. And then you have this Formula F F1 stuff that's going to be huge. It's like, 
it just seems like logistically, thank God I don't have to plan any of that, but it just seems like there's a lot going on in a small time period. Right. There's, and you know, and then they're doing their best to kind of, I don't know, uh, keep people that haven't paid for a ticket to be uh, able to do it. So right. a lot of the is over the, over Las Vegas Boulevard and the other streets, they, they got uh, screens up so you can't see. And uh, I heard some outrageous prices on hotel rooms, you know, and yeah, just, I, 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 you know, I was trying to get to see you two when, while we were there and man, those tickets were just way out of my price range. Insanity. I but, know yeah. it's crazy. The sphere was cool. Ron got to go one night. He, he went and I wish my, my, my mind was all messed up from the time change. Although I've been there before, but it just, I was all thrown out of whack and um, I wish I would have got to do more with it because I enjoy watching. You can follow sphere Vegas or something on, on Instagram for anybody that hasn't seen it. And you can see all the different, cool animations it's just mind-blowing and i'll be honest i finally saw some photos from inside it at the concerts and it is a unique experience how they do it's almost like imax on yes times a thousand right it it has that feel to it and i guess from what i've heard there's like no bad seat in the house yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, imagine seeing like GNR there or something. That'd be crazy. Right. But, um, or U2, obviously. But, you know, here, here's something that blew my mind. If you were to ask me how many people were at SEMA, dude, I'd come up with the biggest number on my head and say, I don't know, a million people. I saw a post from Instagram on Instagram from SEMA, at SEMA show, uh, just a week afterwards. And one of the things I noticed was they mentioned – I think 161,000 people attended SEMA, which I have a hard time believing. Now, Ruben may have gotten a phone call if he um, if he went black on the screen, so I'll see if he comes back here in a second. This is part of, obviously, the evolution that we have here with the OLP because what we're doing is we're, we're not live streaming these segments. We're actually uh, recording them but on video, you add that whole other dynamic. But um, it sounds like Ruben's coming back here. Ruben, can you hear us? Hold on a second. Yeah, no problem. I feel like, you know, right. I, I, was just, I was just telling everybody, you know, this is these are some things that we learn as we go. But here was the thing that blew my mind. At SEMA show on Instagram, they mentioned, I think the week after SEMA, that approximately 160,000 people attended. It's like, man, it seemed like a lot more people than that. But there's no doubt. To me, the fear that anybody had, like, oh, my God, you know, are all these companies going to pull out? Listen, there's companies that want to pay the money. There's companies that want these tax write-offs for promoting their stuff. There's companies, bottom line, that benefit from being there. And I don't think any time in our lifetime we're ever going to see SEMA be on the verge of going away. You know what? I don't think so. But, you know, again, I think the, uh, you know, economics plays a big part in what you know sure. what what the dollar is doing let's say or the global dollar is doing but uh, i don't think it'll ever go away i mean you and i've had conversations about the future of it and um i i don't know i remember there used to be a time where if a manufacturer wasn't there then you started questioning it you know are they having financial problems are they done you know what's going on and i don't think that's the case anymore i think um you know, and, and it's always been that place to where new pro you see new products. You know, if someone yeah. comes out with something new, it's it's usually there. And I don't think you could get away with showing something like that online or in social media or something. I think 
the present yeah. to be there. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, it was odd. I think it's at the central hall or the back central hall where um, Ford usually is at. You and I have talked over the years about some of the OEMs pulling out and coming back. Someone I thought said that Ford was there, uh, but Ford was certainly not in their old spot, so to speak. And it was kind of weird because that, that blue color that I'm so used to seeing up there, but it was Toyota this time. Right. So there's obviously like if you walk around or you've been going as long as you have, you're going to see those things. You'll see every once in a blue moon, you'll see a blank spot. But to think that that West Hall, here was the crazy thing. I didn't even walk through the West Hall. I, I walked through the front of it as we were trying to like do a quick shortcut. But I never got to go over there and experience it this year because what I did is I used the SEMA app. And I strategically went. I wanted to see some of the Fat Fabs builds. I wanted to go to Steel Rubber, Moon Eyes. A couple of the places I knew where they were at. But I tell you, they've done a good job with the app and things like that. Then when you and I tried to get lunch, that right there with Chris and uh, Jen, right? Uh, yeah. we, we couldn't even find a seat. And that's kind of what I joked about in the past. Like, you know you're popping off when lunch is 20 bucks and you can't find a seat. You can't even find a wall to slide down to sit down. Yeah, that, that is kind of crazy. You know what? It We run into that all the time. And um, yeah. I think uh, – I don't want to let in one of my little honey hole secrets or whatever <laughs> how to call it, but that that West Hall, that new West Hall, has a pretty nice little food court, nice. and for some reason we are always able to find a, a seat there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? We sat next to a wall having our having our food and just kind of eating really quick. But yeah, you know, it, it's incredible. It, it, oh, yeah. It's just amazing. You know, and, you know, not to mention, you know, like, well, you brought up, or the West Hall, rather. Um, that was full of all the outlanding, Outlander stuff and a lot of off-road stuff. And, um, you know, you start walking through there and you're like, God, where was this stuff before? And <laughs> right. I guess, yeah, a lot of it must have been outside because, you know, I really don't remember, you know, where that stuff was. But, you know, even, even with all that being said, there were still a couple little spots, I believe, in the South Hall that weren't being used up that they kind of had rolled erupt off and whatnot. But yeah, yeah. Know, the amount of vendors that you see there, I mean, Harbor Freight was there. I uh, know. We, yeah. We spent, we spent about an hour talking to the reps from Harbor Freight and they were showing us some new products that they have out and stuff. And I mean, who would ever guess that a company like Harbor Freight would be at SEMA? And, and also too, in the upstairs of that South hall, it was all tools. So I mean, yeah. we spent better part of a we spent the better part of Wednesday in that hall. Yeah, and didn't they? Is that was that part of the other acronym? I always forget the other acronym. Apex. Apex. No, I I, I believe. Well, I don't know. To be honest with you, no, because most of the apex is is at the other at the other. Uh, uh, That's what I thought. Yeah, because it yeah. seems like it's just a convergence of them wanting to have a little bit more presence there at SEMA. Right. Right. I, you know what? In all these years that I've gone, I've never been to Apex. I've been invited, yeah, but I've never I've never gone. Yep. Yep. Uh, a couple more things. Number one, I thought about this. You and I haven't talked about it. We definitely need to get Ryan Fringling House on. But if you look at his stature that where it was at before, it was already big. Um, Alex, who, rest in peace, he's got lineage that ties back to that truck that was just finished under the West coast customs umbrella, right under Ryan and team, the Academy. 
And then, of course, you have Mike Finnegan's truck that has the connection, of course, to Alex too. But I saw uh, uh, Ryan had posted something on Instagram, and I commented, like, man, I hope to meet you at SEMA. And then I thought to myself, dude, you see the stuff that he's doing with NASCAR now. And NASCAR smart. I think they're trying to grow their base. And if you think about Ryan Frigglinghouse, the cult following that they have, and they're trying to get more people involved in that sport. And I thought it was pretty neat that there's a West Coast Customs car. Right. Right. No, that that's great for Ryan. You know, and you know what? I've no, I knew him before he was, you know, West yeah. Coast Customs. You know, and yep. to see that guy like come up like that, that's that's awesome. It's pretty crazy, right? Um when you think about how big SEMA is and you think about the trucks, how, you know, over the years, we, we, we continue to say the truck market's un unbelievable. You have these new truck prices hitting 80, 90 grand plus. You see these brand new trucks being laid out, but you see not as many mini trucks. But I'll tell you this, when you walk through the halls, I mean, trucks are a huge presence. Did you ever think in your lifetime that trucks would get to the stature that they are in terms of like almost – Truck sales, I'm sure in some states, supersede car sales. Oh, I'm sure of it. it. I'm sure of it. But, you know, the one thing that I, I mean, I grew up, my dad had a C10 and a couple of work trucks and whatnot. And the trucks of today are nothing like what, <laughs> you know, I mean, they're, it's a luxury vehicle pretty much. Yeah. You know, and some of these trucks that you get into, some of the, some of the Fords, some of the higher end Fords and some of the higher end GM stuff and the Dodge stuff. I mean, it's like you're sitting in your living room, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like as much as my house price was originally, you know, I don't want to give too much information away, but it's insane. And and it, it's cool in some ways because I mean, listen, riding in Mike's 2021 Silverado going to a show with that little four banger, you know, it's nice because you're not stopping for fuel as much and things like that, but I'm going to stick to just riding in those trucks. I don't want to stick for paying <laughs> for one of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, riding it is, you know, Cutting that check for one of those things or making it <laughs> per month, I, I have no clue how somebody can do it. It's a house yeah. note. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, we're talking with Ruben Artiaga, a.k.a. The Booker, R.A. Ruben. Uh, at, you can see, look, if you're on YouTube, check out underneath his name, at C1500Nonsense. If you ever wanted to know, that's Ruben, the guy behind the curtain over there sharing some cool stuff. Last question. We had Mike Barsha on the last episode. Your C1500Nonsense. When you see that dually in person and you see all the extra work that was ratcheted up, you just kind of think, dude, I mean, you start you start talking one of the goats of OBSs, let's be honest, right? Yeah, you know, the stuff that he's done is just unimaginable. I mean, for one, I mean, I remember seeing the chassis when it was when it was there and you know, chassis is beautiful. And then yep. he comes out with the body on it and painted and everything and um I mean, that thing was perfect, you know, know. no it compromise, was, you know, yeah, it, was, it was insane, you know, and, and then now for him to bring it back with that interior and the graphics and the wheels, I mean, um, dude, I mean, I don't think anybody could top that. That truck is just, yeah, yeah it's crazy. Um, before we talk about a day to remember, speaking of that, you, you had Barsha's dually there and then a stone's throw away also NC Florida. You had Randy's truck. I think you got a chance to meet Randy. It's got to be a cool feeling because, listen, I want to date ourselves. But you were rolling in the – or you were you were kind of floating and rolling in those those circles with Pat Nickel back in the day. 
And that had to have been a little bit of a blast from the past for you, knowing that you saw the original ballistic in, you know, in the flesh. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I got to meet Randy on Friday and we sat there and we talked for probably about an hour or so. And, you know, he oh. saw me on the truck and, you know, I, I, that truck is gorgeous. I mean, you know, nothing against Pats or anything, but it was sure. Pats was in no way close to it. But then again, we're kids living at home. 30 and, years ago, yeah. Yeah, 30 years ago, you know, the stuff that's available to us now is a lot different than what we had back then. Exactly. And I even sit in it. He let me sit in it. You know, and um, it's street rod level, you know. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful truck, and he knocked it out of the park, finding a lot of those OE pieces that go back on it. There was stuff on that truck that normally, like the weather stripping, the chrome around the, the windshield, um, you know, after 30-some-odd years, that stuff is just garbage. And, I mean, he was able to find brand-new old stock stuff. So, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, tip of the cat to, to, to Pat, as we've always said here on OLP, because – as Ruben and I have talked about extensively, there wouldn't be a two ballistic if there wasn't a ballistic, you know, and Ruben and I have also talked extensively about this topic of, you know, we'll never, Ruben's an OG, but we'll also never disrespect OGs because the, the, the utmost love that we have for them is these guys were the ones, including Ruben back in those days, they were figuring this stuff out. You know, there was no go on YouTube or go on MySpace or go on AOL mess messenger. That stuff wasn't anywhere in the thoughts at yeah. that point. So, you know, it's funny. Cool. It's funny you bring that up because I remember talking to people. You know, um, you know whether it was from at a run. You know, someone that didn't live in my area, and you know, uh, just getting information wherever I can. And now it's at your fingertips. You know, whatever yeah. you talk about. I mean, whether it's changing the light bulb on your on your daily driver or figuring out how someone did something on a vehicle, you go on YouTube. YouTube's like, you know, it's an encyclopedia of everything. Oh, know? yeah. Didn't have that. So. Yeah, and Zip Tie Diaries, like as an example on YouTube, he's got all kinds of cool videos, lots of mini truck stuff. Um, it's insane. You know, there's just so much stuff out there. So tip of the cap. Um in closing, before we wrap this segment up and roll into Jeff Davies' audio, I want to ask you this, uh, a day to remember. So I was going to ask Ruben about a day to remember. What I'll do is next episode, I'll bring Ruben on and we'll talk about it. Uh, we're st I'm still trying to get the the kind of the concept down of this. And for some reason, the audio stopped, I think, on both sides. So stay on the rise, everyone. And uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Ruben. C1500 Nonsense. Check him out on Instagram, Facebook good people, true fam, much love and respect. Yo, yo, it's ODB, and we're getting ready to roll into the audio now with Jeff Davey. Please listen all the way through. If you're on Facebook, consider leaving a comment. Let us know if anything resonates with you or uh, if there's anything that you took away from the interview with Jeff. I would encourage you, if you need air suspension components or you want to do an over-the-top build, or bag your vehicle, hit up DeviousCustoms.com. They're also, of course, on Facebook, Instagram, you name it. Shout out to Jeff Davey, been in business over 20 years. Without further ado, let's jump right into it. This audio is brought to you by Scraping the Coast, our title sponsor. Uh, I would ask that if you get an opportunity, 
come out to one of the biggest, baddest truck shows in the country every June, typically the third weekend in June. They'll announce the date soon, and we hope to see it out there in Biloxi, Mississippi, scraping the coast, a mini truck Hall of Fame show. Stay on the rise, y'all. Let's do this. Hey, hey, it's ODB, and I have a special guest here for one of our first video podcasts, I guess you could call it. Jeff, I want to welcome you, and uh, thanks for the opportunity to sit down again. Hey, hey, what's up, bud? Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, no doubt. Um, no stranger to OLP. Also, one of my title sponsors, as I always tell people over on Lincoln Attic Podcast, it's always good to sit down. It's been about a year since I've been out there, had such a blast, and we got I think we got a good topic today that we're going to be able to um, you know, maybe get inside the minds of some of our friends and mini truckers. And if nothing else, Jeff, just really pass on the good word, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about today. Uh, I, I, you know, been thinking about this for a year now and I, I'm ready to open up a little bit and, uh, tell my story about what happened to me and my life-changing experiences. But, uh, uh, I'm pretty excited about a lot of things right now. So, uh, no One of them is uh, the Paradise Fire Truck uh, five year anniversary today from when the fire took the whole town away, and then uh, Jason brought the truck to us and rebuilt it, and he's uh, enjoying it, and now it's for sale. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, if anybody happens to catch this um, within the next few, let's say a week or so, to your point, Jeff, it's on Bring a Trailer. I love that site, and definitely a tip of the cap, so to speak, on this build. Um, I know. I don't know Jason, uh, you do, but I can tell you this. I think I found him years ago when he had built that CEO sled, the uh, Cadillac. I know you love those, but definitely a cool ride. And like yep. you said, fifth anniversary. I think the city was named Paradise, and this truck, for those that don't know, was a part of that fire. And um, it's weird, Jeff, how sometimes something cool can come out of uh, a, tragic, a tragic situation, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. The truck actually was on the news when they're in a helicopter filming the town burning down. The truck was on the news burning down on the news. Wow. So it was, I guess, popular before it was popular. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And I've told a few people before, although um, not necessarily a sponsor, but Motor Trend has a show where they kind of dig into car archaeology and stories. And they did a story on the Paradise Fire and it was really heartbreaking to kind of hear some of the folks that obviously you and I know, Jeff, you know, family and health is first. We'll be talking about some of that today. But something that was key Absolutely. was, you know, you had these folks that when this fire started to get closer and closer to their homes, something we don't experience necessarily here in Florida. They literally had to say, hey, OK, we've got our belongings. We've got the family safe. Wow. Some of these vehicles that have been passed down from uh, generation to generation. Uh, they were potentially going to lose them. And it's just crazy what happened five years ago. Yeah, yeah it is nuts. Uh, anybody's not familiar with Paradise, it's a small town in the hills. And it's like literally uh, one way in, one way out. And it's when they tell you to evacuate, you grab everything you can in your two hands and throw them in your car and get the hell out of there, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. A lot of people, they don't, there's not a lot of ways in and out, depending on especially where your property is and whatnot. Yeah. 
But not earlier, a very big town. Oh yeah. About a week or two ago, you and I chatted. You reached out to me, and I appreciate you doing that. And you know, you said, "Hey Jay, I really didn't." A lot of people don't know this story um, and some things that have happened to you kind of personally. And you had offered to say, hey, why don't we get together and talk a little bit about it? I think it'll be a good message for others. You know, some people may take it with a grain of salt, but certainly I don't want to steal the thunder. Um, Jeff at Devious here. Um, why don't you talk to us a little bit about uh, some of the things you wanted to share today? Well, <clears throat> on the 17th, which uh... – I think this podcast will probably air right around there uh, is my one year anniversary for quitting drinking. Uh, a lot of people know that a few people don't, whatever. Uh, but, and I post about it on my Instagram and my Facebook every now and then uh, yeah. to, to uh, more for support for people out there that want to quit drinking as well. Uh, just so you know, I'm a uh, 50 year old, just turned 50 this year. And uh, I, spent a lot of time partying uh if you ever hung out with me if you know me uh at shows and stuff like that i was always pretty hammered and doing crazy stupid stunts and being dumb and probably getting in too much trouble uh and having a good time uh never really thought to be honest that i ever had a problem but a year ago uh i had something happen to me and i got what's called svt and so basically what it is, is where your heart rate goes up to about 200 beats per minute while you're sitting still like we are right now just talking. Uh, so basically it feels like your heart's going to come out of your chest. Um, my shoulders hurt, my neck hurt, my head hurt, my teeth hurt. That's how bad it was. And I never had my teeth hurt before. So that was pretty gnarly. Um, uh, I'm going to try to make the story somewhat short. Sure. Uh, I went to work like every other day and, uh, I had a pretty intense conversation with uh, one of my kids. And uh, so that elevated my stress level a little bit. Although I wasn't stressed out, I was actually pretty excited because I got to get some of the stuff off my chest that I've been holding in and okay. as well as he did to me. Um, once I got off the phone with that, I was just like feeling this pressure on my chest and kind of weird. And I just thought it might have been because of the conversation. Um, so I just kind of took it easy. I went to my office and I have a couch in my office. I laid down and just relaxed a little bit to see if, you know, it would come down and drink some water and wasn't sure what was going on with me at the time. Um, so uh, at, at, at that time, uh, it was probably about 11, 1130 and I was getting hungry and I, my dad came in to check on me and I said, hey, let's go get some lunch. So we, we, uh, jumped in the car i think somebody was visiting that day so they were with us to for the lunch and of course we went to the bar and had a couple of tito's and water and lime and uh had lunch and then we went back to work uh, i had no idea at that point that i had a heart problem or anything was really majorly wrong with me other than maybe a little bit of stress mm -hmm. uh, a couple drinks definitely took the edge off uh got back to the shop felt pretty good Still elevated, but not horrible. Um, started talking to one of my buddies over here, and he uh, he thought it might be my blood pressure. So <clears throat> my mom brought her blood pressure machine down, and we checked my blood pressure, and it was right on point. Excellent. Uh, I've never had a blood pressure problem before. Um, so uh, I decided that I'm just going to go home 
and get cleaned up and uh, called one of my best friends and and he lives out of state and he uh, he talked to me all the way home and I didn't realize until afterwards that he purposely did that <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> to make sure one I got home and two that I was still kicking um, I got home uh, he talked me into going to the, the to the doctor and getting checked out right away uh, so I had agreed to go to the emergency care uh, or clinic or whatever and just just have them check me out real quick to see what's going on and make sure I'm all right. I did that. I walked in the door and keep in mind, I drove there, which I do not recommend. And I've been yelled at by doctors and nurses and stuff for quite a while. Every mm -hmm. time I tell them that, uh, but I walked into the emergency care and they said, Oh my, your heart rate is going through the roof. Would you like an ambulance? And I was like, what the hell do I need an ambulance for? I drove here. I feel fine. I had a little pressure here and a headache and some shit going on, but I was like, what am I doing with my car? Of course I'll drive. So I drove myself to the hospital. Luckily it was only across the freeway about maybe half a mile or so. When I yep. checked myself in there, uh, they admitted me ASAP. As soon as you have anything going on with your heart or any feelings like that, it's they like started cold. checking everything. Yeah. They just pulled me right into a bed. Um, they uh, hooked up all kinds of monitors and uh, blood pressure machine. Uh, they even uh, put the new defibrillator on me, which is a sticky patch. It goes on the front of you and on the back of you, hooked to a crash cart right next to you. Yeah, it was it was pretty intense. I'm, I I think I still have a few pictures from it. I really haven't told too many people this story. Uh, so picture me sitting there with about three, 30 or 40 wires hooked to me. Uh, I'm looking out, and all I see is probably about four or five doctors and about 20 nurses. And then my mom and dad showed up, and they were sitting to the left of me uh watching all this go down uh it's hmm. pretty intense and pretty scary uh two ivs uh they were injecting me with i don't even remember two or three different things to try to get my heart rate to come down uh everything they did did not work so at this point here i'm pretty much freaking out i'm sitting here watching my parents watch me which uh no parent wants to watch their child in this position and yeah. I mean, my mom and dad, my mom and dad are in the seventies. So, uh, you know, uh, if anybody's going to go, I don't want to be the first one, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, and that was really hard to deal with at the time because it put an extra level of what the hell's going on right now. Sure. Um, so, uh, story goes on. I didn't, uh, get, uh, my heart rate down for more than maybe two or three minutes at a time. And then it would spike back up and they'd inject me with some more stuff. And so doctor uh, decided to give me a drug that actually shuts my heart off for about 15 to 20 seconds. Again, all these wires, defibrillator, all these people, uh, literally the whole ER is in front of me uh, and the medical staff there to do anything it takes to keep me around and, and keep me going. Uh, mm -hmm. The monitor is right behind me. And it had, you know, your little heart rate going, do, 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 whatever, you know, and all your other uh, stuff on it. And uh, when they injected me in my IV with this stuff, literally the, the little line that goes on the screen just flatlined. And so, and then luckily they have the volume on, but yeah, I had to turn around to look at it. And I was like, oh, man. So uh, the only way I can describe it is my whole body just kind of went blank. I could still uh move i could feel everything i could watch everything i could understand everything i could hear everything i could talk 
uh, and about 15, 20 seconds later, it kicked off again, and the whole ER started, stood up and started clapping and got all excited and stuff, so um, my heart rate did go down. It only lasted for about 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, At that point, they gave me another drug uh, through my IV bag, and that got my heart rate down, and it kept it down for almost three hours, and at the three-hour mark, they were like, you get to go home. And I was like, heck yeah, because I'm tired of being here. It was probably, God, I don't remember, like 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. My mom and dad are exhausted. They've been sitting there bobbing their head and weaving and stuff, you know. And I'm like, I I don't want to see them. They're 70 years old. See them not getting sleep and not taking care of themselves. You know what I mean? So, uh, and and, and just before the three-hour mark, my heart rate took off again. And so that was alarming. And I even get... I'm getting goosebumps now when we talk about it again. Um, we uh, then got admitted to the hospital um, where they kept on uh, pumping me full of this fluid that gets keeping my heart rate down. But I was doing, I was having spikes in the middle of the night and I was having spikes during the day where my heart rate would just go crazy and then drop back down. Uh-huh. And they couldn't figure out what the problem was. I went through so many tests and so many different things Doctor uh, visits, all for that them stuff. to try to figure it out. Mm. yeah so um when i mean i haven't even left the uh the hospital at this point i'm not in the er anymore but oh, in the hospital bed and then they moved me around two or three times and that lasted for about three or four days i um i finally got my heart rate down under control and then they sent me home um so that little short experience of four days changed my life uh when my heart rate stopped, I didn't see a black screen or a light at the end of the tunnel or anything, but it definitely did stuff to my mind where uh, I really questioned everything I was doing. I really questioned uh, my relationship with a lot of people and kids and mom and dad and family and friends. And uh, as you know, my, my, my best friend Courtney passed away and I spent quite a bit of time with him in the hospital and it made me really think about that. Um, and we've lost several friends since then. Uh, Tom McWeeney just passed uh, and he had a heart attack. And I wish that that's what kind of made me do this video because I really want to speak out on it. Uh, Cause I have a lot of friends that are my age or even younger or older that are in the same lifestyle as what I've done, what you've done. You know what I mean? Uh, we, we, uh, we, for fun, we go to shows, we sit in parking lots or a show and we drink all day or all night or weekend or whatever. I mean, we get crazy, right? So that's what, that's what we did for fun, you know? And, uh, I just want to come on here and tell people that are doing that every day and people that might think, Hey man, I'm kind of tired of drinking or maybe I'm tired of hangovers or, you know, I, I've gained a shit ton of weight or I'm feeling like crap. There's, there's options for you. And there's, and, you know, again, when I was younger drinking and somebody quit drinking uh, a little while ago, we talked about some of our friends. Um, I always thought to myself, well, well, good for you. That means there's more for me to drink, you know? Right. <laughs> and, and now I totally look at that perspective on the opposite way. Like, God, why didn't I listen to them? You know what I mean? Or at least slow down, you know? Um, uh, I was getting to the point where we were drinking a handle of Jameson or a handle of Tito's uh, a day. 
split yeah. with my uh, my partner Ashley, uh, and we would just party, man. We'd go all day, all night, you know. So uh, since then, obviously, I quit drinking, um, obviously for health reasons, uh, but it has completely one hundred percent changed my life. Uh, my relationship with my kids is ten times better. My relationship with my mom and dad is ten times better. With Ashley is ten times better. With all my friends is ten times better. My business, my business alone is better. You know, uh, when you deal with so many customers a day, uh, there are days where it gets to you and it's tiring and what have you. When you don't drink, it's not that bad. You know what I mean? Because you drink, you have this high spikes. You know, highs and lows, highs and lows, highs and lows. When you stop drinking, you have more of a mediocre. And uh, where it took a little while to get used to it, and it took a little while to, and I worried about not being the life of the party or not, um, not outdoing everybody else. You know what I mean? I guess that's just my, that's the way I am. You know, like I always want to be the funniest and the loudest and the stupidest and and a jokester. You know, so you still got uh, the best laugh, Jeff. You still got the best laugh. <laughs> that won't change. That right. won't change. That's for sure. Um, but that's, that's kind of my story and, and why I stopped drinking. And, and, and I guess what I wanted to do with you is just tell my story and, and hopefully, uh, my buddy, John, or my, my friend, Frank, or maybe even somebody I don't know, uh, Emily or whatever sees this and goes, yeah, okay. I'm kind of, I'm tired of, tired of this, the same routine that we do every weekend. You know, I mean, we got down to Taco Tuesday, Wing Wednesday, Thirsty Thursday, fuck it Friday, and oh shit, it's Saturday. Might as well party Saturday. We can't go out without doing Sunday as well. So we would do that, you know. I live in a small town with, uh, well, not I. I live in a small community in a big town uh, called Kenya Lake, and all we do here is party. We drive around on golf carts and drink. We drive on boats and drink, you know. And not not that I condone any of that stuff, but uh, I was very lucky uh, that I'm sitting here right today because. I wasn't taking care of myself. So I kind of wanted to come on here and just tell everybody, you know, like, go see the doctor, you know, go, go get a checkup, go uh, do whatever you have to do to make yourself better. You know? Uh, Oh yeah. This is no joke, you know? Yeah. And I wanted to share now, this was just a quick list. This is not all encompassing, but I'll share this. Um, You know, a few names came to mind when, before Jeff and I started, before we, started chatting, Jeff. And, you know, there's a couple names on here that some of you may know. Obviously, there's other names on here that are, you know, legendary guys. Tom McQueenie was someone that recently passed. But, you know, not all, you know, everybody, some of these folks, you know, we don't know exactly maybe why they passed and things like that. But I think something that would resonate with with what Jeff's saying and, and what I wanted to mention is, you know, we may not be medical experts and we're providing our views and opinions, but I can tell you this. If you, if you look at things like assessing your diet or your drinking habits, like Jeff and I, and Jeff just shared that, that story with you, but nobody's going to argue with this. Um, when you think of, you know, Jeff as a car or a truck guy, we think of, you know, you think of preventive maintenance on a car or a truck, you're going to go cross country. You know, some of us truck guys, mini truckers, whatever you want to call us, we do more preventive maintenance maybe on waxing and washing our vehicle and the mechanical preventive maintenance and all of that stuff than we do on our own selves, you know? And mm-hmm. that's something that over the past few years, as I turned 45 this month, you know, November's, you know, kind of near and dear to my heart, you know, I start to think like, you know, wow, like 
I'm doing all this preventive maintenance because I want to drive 10 states over and I don't want to break down mechanically. But it's like, am I doing any assessment on myself to go, you know what, going hard in the paint, drinking every weekend, drinking, you know, the weekends turned into the nights for me, 24 pack of cores. Those are like waters to me. I could drink eight or 10 of those. Mm -hmm. No big deal. But, you know, you mentioned, Jeff, you know, the golf cart things and situations like that. You know, I look back. I think a lot of us do. A lot of adults look back and say they can easily say, hey, I did some dumb shit in my time. But I look at stuff and go, yeah, you know, how do I, you know, I never wanted to get a DUI, you know, and I haven't, knock on wood. You know, I never wanted to get in a crash. And you hear these people that, like, you know, wreck into a family and they kill a family. But the drunk guy, you know, just walked away with no harm, you know. I, I I didn't want to Absolutely. be that, you know. I've, so. I've uh, I, I agree with you 100 percent on that. I have uh, I was uh, really lucky as well. I never got a DUI. Never had one of those. Uh, yeah. Never, never really got caught up in too much uh, doing dumb shit as far as that goes. Uh, right, right. I can. I can pretty much go outside anytime now I want, get on my bike, get on my, in my boat, my golf cart, my car, whatever, and drive anywhere I want. Cause I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And you know, I was a class A driver for many years and I was really good about not drinking and driving. Once I let my class A go though, and it was kind of like, Oh, we can make it over there, yep. you know? And that's probably not the best decision ever. You know, yep. I, I was very lucky as well, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, now, I did want to share this. Um, again, going back to the piece that I said earlier, you know, many of you knew Sean Carlson. I did not know him personally. I have become friends with Trevor. His, his brother lives in Florida now, South Florida. And, you know, obviously, again, you know, when we look back at some of these names, you know, we don't know the reason behind all of their passings. We know, to Jeff's point earlier, I think a key thing is it makes you – it made me wake up and say, you know, we're losing our friends And when you look at someone like Sean, um, the Auto Week article that I pulled this from, you know, mentions, of course, that he had passed um, from uh, it was Brugada. I believe is how you how you pronounce it. Brugada syndrome It was a genetic heart disorder. And the thing I would tell you is, you know, he was 35 years old. And something that I think is important is, you know, when you think about like how talented he was or you know, how skillful he was and he passed at 35 and then, you know, I'm at 45, Jeff's at 50. Some of you guys are different ages. I start to think, you know, we're lucky in a lot of ways, blessed, however you want to think about it to be where we're at. And it's like, some people didn't get, I mean, Mm -hmm. Tupac, one of my favorite artists died at 25. Right. Mm -hmm. And you think about how much more life you have in you. And it's like, you know, we're not here to preach and say, Hey, you know, we're your dad. We're going to tell you what to do. But I think the co- right. opening the conversation in hip hop, I follow a lot of guys and in hip hop, it's not cool to talk about diet and, you know, eating good and walking and stuff. But Jeff and I mm-hmm. are here to kind of lay down the foundation and say, Hey, look, at least think about it. You know, some of us, if you drive for a living, yeah. maybe you're behind the wheel a lot, you don't get enough exercise or this or that. Just think about it. Right, Jeff. Cause the way I see it is the preventive maintenance on the vehicles is great, but we got to do some self assessing and preventive maintenance on ourselves. Absolutely. When 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 all this went down for me, I basically had to cut out uh, pretty much everything I love. Uh, yeah. You know, caffeine, uh, salt, meat, red meats. Um, my diet went to a very very bland diet real quick. Uh, eating is no longer my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I lost forty five pounds, which is good news. Wow. 
Um, but uh, yeah, uh, definitely. And again, I said that before. I I never went to the doctor. I don't I don't like doctors. I don't like going no. there. I don't like dealing with them. Uh, I I find that um, they're always trying to fill you full of pills and shots right. and junk like that. Push their agenda and all uh, that. I'm not. Crap. I don't even. I don't even do the flu shot. You know what I mean? I feel like yep. the last time I did a flu shot, it made me worse, you know? Yep, um, yep. And, and I don't know. That's just my belief. I don't sure. know if you or anybody else takes it to do, do what you do. But sure. um, when I was in the hospital, they kept on asking me, like, so what else have you been in the hospital for? And I was like, nothing. Nothing, right. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, oh, I've got stitches. I broke a few bones here and there growing up. But uh, I've never really – you've never had any surgeries. you never – been in the hospital and the last time you'd have been to the doctor i'm like i can't remember you're like, you, know? Your phone, you're like you know who i am mr devious here right i mean i don't i don't <laughs> you know i'm good yeah it's, it's it was just like uh yeah uh just fix me i need to go back to work you know <laughs> yeah we got parts that gotta um, ship out tomorrow <laughs> yeah i got you know, people what's going on but yeah, I definitely recommend uh, just go get a, a, a physical or a checkup, you know, um, yep. if you have something that you feel is not right with you, go get it checked out. Don't wait till the last minute like I did and, and you know, possibly not make it, you know? Yep. And something that I think should be said um, in the past few years, you know, you know, out on the West Coast, you know, Bob Grant, kind of this sheet metal legend, you know, Northern Cow guy, severed ties a long time. When when I would see stories of like Bob Grant saying, "Hey, I quit drinking," or Dave Shulman here on the East Coast, um, Richard yeah. Rachi from Arizona, you know, there's a lot of different folks, and there's I can't name them all, but a lot of times I would think to myself, yeah. like, "Man, like, wow, how how could you do that?" But something that I learned is last December, I I had dropped my car off at my buddies, and I was ironically enough, this could. Uh, be a promo, but I was dropping my car off to get it bagged with the devious kit on my Lincoln. And I had been waiting for some time and I was excited about it. And when we were coming back, we stopped at Ford's garage and I had a beer. I think that was on December 10th. And the next morning I woke up and it was just one beer. And I just said, you know, I'm going to try before Christmas. I'm not going to drink for a week. And then a week came and I was like, you know what? I'm going to make it two weeks. And before I knew it, um, by the time this airs, 11-11 will be ironically enough, 11 months. And I'm not here, you know, and Jeff's not here, I'm sure, to tell you, you know, exactly what to do. But here's something to think about. Even if you're going hard in the paint, think about dialing things back. I heard a story from Michael Phelps, the Olympian, I think one of the most decorated Olympians ever. He was talking about how he was had a drinking problem. And I was like, man, Michael Phelps, mm -hmm. that dude's like this, right? And what he ended up going right. on to say is like when he would right. get to the party, yeah. Jeff, he was like, he's like, dude, I would go hard because he wants to get to the buzz level so that he can get the party, you know, or whatever, just start having fun. And that's what a lot of us do. So I look at things yeah. and go, hey, if you're drinking seven days a week, you know, try to dial it back, right? Um, you know, for you, it yeah. might be going cold turkey. And for other people, it might just be going, hey, you know what? I'm only going to have two beers now, not 10. So something to think about. Um. Courtney Hallowell, I know, meant a lot to the I, world. Uh, when I went to the hospital. Yep. Sorry. Oh, I so said when I, when I was in the hospital, one of my other buddies here that was helping me out and kind of uh, checking on me and make sure I got to the hospital and, you know, and, and concerned about my health. Uh, he, he told me to tell the doctor, 
make sure you tell them you're an alcoholic. And I was like, who are you talking to? You're not talking to me. I'm not an alcoholic. I can quit whenever I want. And I did the week or two, month or two here and there, you know, no drinking and then started drinking again, whatever. Um, and, and, and I started thinking about it. I was sitting there in the hospital. I'm like, he's fucking right. Cause like I, lunch, I have drinks. You know what I mean? So yeah. Uh, when Bob Grant quit drinking, he, he told me, Hey, I quit drinking and you should join me. And I'm like, I just laughed at him because I was like, why, why, why would you do that? You know? And, and now I'm like, oh, man, I should have listened to him a long time ago. I wouldn't be in this boat, you know? Oh yeah. And the, you know, when I mentioned Courtney Hollowell, I know he meant the world to you and to so many people. You know, he was like one of those close guys and rest in peace to him. And to your point, I wanted to hit upon this point real quick is that when you think of the good friends that you have or people that, you know, I've got a few close guys that I can call. I, you know, we joke around mafia terms, we call them a conciliary, you know, and say these are the guys like you can lean on to get that real advice. I think it's really the utmost importance to be able to have a close friend. And if you're having, you know, some doubts about, hey, you know, your health or where you're going in life, you know, call up that friend and have those conversations. Because, Jeff, it's kind of funny to me. If you think about 15, 20 years ago, the conversations we had and now we get to our 45s and 50s, we start having conversations about, man, did you get your prostate checked? Man, how's your urine stream and all this stuff? And I'm like, wait a minute. Are we like AARP hardcore? (laughs) Right. But those conversations, again, I mean, naturally, yeah. as we're getting older, we're maturing, we're getting to a point where those are the conversations, believe it or not, uh, we should be having. I just hope, Jeff, that we don't start talking about white yeah, new absolutely. balance. That's I have to tell you about- soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to tell you about uh, probably not even a month ago, uh, me and three or four friends were out in the back deck on my house and you know you've been here so you know my back deck overlooks the lake and uh we were literally sitting out there drinking liquid death and we were we had a blood pressure machine and we were all doing the blood pressure machine to see who's the lowest blood pressure in the whole group you know that's that was like a friday or saturday night i think (laughs) we're just hanging out enjoying the view it was beautiful weather and we're checking blood pressure (laughs) yeah it's checking the velcro straps on the new balance yeah i can still reach them (laughs) just kidding yeah um but no i know and if if anybody knows anybody at Liquid Death, please get. I, I know Jeff doesn't want me to even say this, but Jeff, you know, with the, the I love Devious Customs. I always have been around a little over twenty, you know, twenty years. I think it was April first of 2020, 2021 it Started uh, somewhere yes, around. Yep, there. You're right. You're good with and, dates, man. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? And the the cool thing was is like with Liquid Death, something that we found. And a uh, nerdy girl, she would chime in, and I was like, "What? What is? She, what does she mean?" I was like, "Man, I said I ain't trying to steal my buddy's thunder, my homie, and, you know, as far as like posting stuff." And she's like, "No, Jeff's been posting about the liquid death," and I said, "Yeah, I've seen that." And it finally kind of clicked when we had our conversation about a week ago. And the cool thing about the liquid death is, although it's it's water, you know, I can hang out at Mini Nats and with the NC guys. They invited me up. I hung out with them one night in the cabin. And, you know, everybody, you know, everybody's doing their own thing, but it's like, I got, whether I want to put it in a bag, like, you know, pour out some for the homie, or I'm just walking around with the can. 
dude, it, it gives me the feeling of I'm still there. I'm still hanging out, but I I've learned, I don't have mm-hmm. to be freaking, um, you know, swallowing alcohol. Yeah. When we, when we go out now, we still pack a cooler. We just pack a cooler full of water rather than beer or, or yeah. liquor. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I, I agree with that a thousand percent. Uh, I guess I, and my guys at work always like, man, when I first started drinking this, they're like, I thought you were walking around with the fucking tall can, you know, partying it up during work at eight o'clock in the morning or whatever. I was like, no, nah, this water, dog, you know? So, uh, it's, it's, it's very expensive water. Um, yeah. And my friends give me a hard time about it. They call me a water snob or bougie, which is fine. I don't care. Cause it tastes good. But to be honest with you, the lime flavor tastes like Tito's lime and water. So go when I quit, it wasn't like, I didn't change my taste to drink something else. It already had it in the can. So I kind of felt like, not that I was drinking, but I felt like I still had something that tasted similar. So it wasn't like, stop. Yep. Exactly. And something I would point out as, you know, we, we kind of wind down the conversation somewhat is, you know, I remember when I first got in the mini truck scene, I was younger and I, I wasn't a kid that like, you know, a lot of my friends partied, you know, in high school, you know, we went out to fields and, you know, we had the jacked up trucks here in Land Lakes and we all hung out and stuff, but I was never the, I was never an early drinker. And as I got into the mini truck scene, believe it or not, that's when I started drinking. I had a friend that unfortunately his name was on that list. He has since passed away. Uh, he was a part of Severed Florida. And, you know, he was like, oh, man, try this, try this, you know. And, and I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, these taste good, you know. And and I started drinking because mm-hmm. of the mini truck scene. And to your point, we go to these shows, you drive 15 hours, you hang out till 3, 4 in the morning. And I always kind of felt like what you said earlier, you know, being the life of the party, man. You know, I'm going to go out here until 3 a.m. We're going to go crazy. We're going to mess with the petitioners and we're going to do all that. But I realized it's like, you know what? I'd rather hang out, get the food, chill out in the parking lot. I can still do it till whatever time. I get up the next morning and I don't have – I remember when Rich Arachi um, stopped drinking and, you know, famous Crazy Rich. Shout out to him. He's been on OLP. You know, Rich said, hey, I get up on a Sunday now and I don't have this hangover until 12, mm-hmm. one o'clock where I'm like dead to the world. Yeah. So, or get up, I get up at five, six o'clock every morning. And so without an alarm, I don't have to anymore. Like I just wake up and I feel good. I'm, I'm ready to go for the day. I'm recharged. Yeah. I do go to bed a lot earlier now. Um, and occasionally we'll stay up late. What have you? Um, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't miss that part of it at all. Yep. Then the next day is amazing, you know? Oh yeah. And I think, you know, my, my kind of closing thought would be that again, you know, everybody's going to be a little bit different, right? Some people are going to go, Hey, I still like drinking. I want to do what I want to do. I think the key thing is my takeaway for me is just try to assess what you've got going on. You know, like I'm, I'm trying to do better in my life about, you know, spending, you know, so much money and, yeah. and, you know, you know, debt diet, if you will. And some people are on a health diet, some people are on an alcohol diet or whatever you're on, but certainly to be able to kind of uh, get a bird's eye view of yourself from the outside sometimes is, is the thing. And uh, for me, it's sometimes leaning on a friend to go, Hey, you know, I think I kind of have a problem here. What do you think? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me give you some of my feedback. And then it's listening to that feedback. And then it's honestly, taking action, you know, figuring out what you may decide you want to do. And, you know, to Jeff's point, I tip my cap to you, you know, a year ago, 
you made a decision. Uh, December, I made a decision. We didn't even know what we had going on in our own lives, but certainly I felt like it was right for me. And that's all I would kind of express to everybody. Try to at least assess what you got going on and do what's right for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, uh, the cool part about me when I quit drinking, obviously I had underlying issues, but my girlfriend, Ashley, she quit. Um, my best friend, my best friend quit drinking the same day I did when that happened. He goes, you're going to quit drinking. I'm going to quit drinking too. And wow. to me, a huge support group like that. And I don't mind if people drink around me. It doesn't bother sure, me. Same. You know, I'll still go to birthday parties. I'll go to Vegas, whatever. I just don't choose to sit around in the bottom of a bottle all night. I would rather, uh, like, if we go to Vegas, I'd rather go do as much stuff as we can and go enjoy it and remember it yeah. uh, versus just sitting in a bar all night or sitting in front of a slot machine just pounding drinks, you know? Uh it just times have changed. I guess I'm getting older, but uh, for people out there that uh, are listening or watching this uh, and you want to give it a try, I'm always there for a support group. If you ever want to reach out or if you just want to talk about the differences and changes or, or anything that I've gone through, if you've got SVT or you know, somebody has it, um, it it's a pretty common out there, I guess is about 50% of the population. So, and they do have a simple surgery to fix it. I'm going through the hoops to get that done. Uh, and it's a very, uh, outpatient laser. I I'm, I'm sure it's something major still, it's still heart surgery, but, sure. uh, they go in there and laser a couple spots out and it, it makes electricity flow through your heart correctly. So, uh, um, mine basically doesn't, and oh, we just want to get it right. I'm on medication right now, so I've been fine. Uh, and it's kind of tried and true cause I've been on it for almost a year now. Um, so, but I do want to get off medication and be able to live without it, you know, because I'm not a big pill popper kind of person or oh, shots yeah. or, yeah, I just don't, I think the doctors nowadays almost don't want to cure you. Stuff. Yeah, Seems they like, want to prescribe yeah, stuff. So I just don't like that. But I really want to uh, give a shout out to everybody out there that has quit drinking um, and that support me. Uh, and I, I definitely support them back uh, uh, as well as you as, you know, when you said you quit drinking, I was pretty proud of you as well. Um, it's kind of different when you start seeing your friends fall, you start losing friends, you know, here or there and start going away. And it's like, if I would have spoke up about this, you know, cause I really didn't want to say anything about it. I didn't want anybody to know that I had heart trouble. I didn't want anybody to know why I quit drinking. Like I just told them I quit drinking, but now the cat's out of the bag and I'm being upfront and real because I feel like more people need to hear it, you know? Uh, yeah. And when we embrace it, I'm sure you've seen this um, with yourself with posting some different things. I got a buddy, Sean from, uh, he's got a page all about Los Angeles and he does a lot of pop culture stuff and he's younger than I am. He's going to be out here next month in Florida. And when I would post things on my story, Jeff, he would respond and say, man, I really appreciate you posting that because I've recently stopped drinking and like, I've been a little timid to, to say anything, or I was wondering if I was just being lame or whatever he said, you know? And I think like when we get this message out, there's going to be some people to go, you know what? I've kind of been on the fence or, you know what? I'm going to reassess. And um, I think, you know, we all, we all often say health um, people say health is wealth. Um, but I've also said, you know, family first, but also to me, health is that, it's right in line there because as you know, Jeff, you're a business owner. You've got 
you, you, I'm sure some of the things that keep you up at night is you think about this business that you have successfully ran, but you, then you have all of these employees, right? And the money has to come in to pay those employees so those employees mm -hmm. can live. So, you mm -hmm. know, you, you have even more things probably on your mind than the average guy, so to speak, that maybe just like me clocks in a nine to five and goes yeah. home. So I salute you for helping get the message out. And certainly uh, if we can help one person out, that's that that's more than we probably ever yeah. thought 20 years ago that we'd be able to do absolutely absolutely and that's what uh, that's the reason why i came on here in a way and the reason i reached out to you is because i, I want to make a difference in other people's lives i want to make things better um if it's just a phone conversation or this video or it could be a lifelong friend like we are uh, sure. I want to support anybody and everybody that I can help. I definitely don't want to see any more of my friends go down, uh, especially yeah. if in the way that we were all headed, you know? So oh, yeah. that that's important to me. Yeah. In closing, I will say this. And uh, I want to be around here to see my dad. kids and my grandkids and all that fun stuff. So, Oh yeah. That is, and, and shout out to your mom and dad there. I know they're intricate people in your whole life. Um, I always love seeing your dad. He's always got that smile. You talk about 70 years old last September when I was out there, he was in there running circles, in my opinion, on some of the younger guys, right? I mean, he's a hardworking, true-blooded yeah, American dude, yeah. and uh, I love seeing that. I think that's the backbone of our country. You and I, were all USA 100%, and I'll say this. If anybody's got a connection to Liquid Death, yeah. get them to uh, get set up over at Devious Customs because I'll tell you um, something that uh, that was important to me and my final thought is – just being able to to you know see the success yeah. of people and see these other stories where people have said, "Hey, I stopped drinking. I'm drinking the waters and things like that." It, it just is a thing where it shows that we can all change. And some of the people would probably look at me as much as I drank at shows, or maybe Jeff, and, and say, "Wow, I mean, if these guys can do it, anybody can." So that's my right. last thought. Right. Jeff. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I uh, I'm on the same boat with that one. Uh, if, if somebody can look at me and go, and, and somebody that actually knows me, uh, can say, holy shit, Jeff quit drinking. Uh, there's hope for anybody. Cause I was a partier, man. I, I did it up big. Yeah. And I know I lost my train of thought there for a second. Here's the tie in. I was going to try with liquid death. Although liquid deaths might be more than your normal average water that you get out of the cooler. It's a lot cheaper than going to the bar on a Friday or Saturday night. I'm sure you've had bigger bills than I have you know, with the friends and some of the guys, you know, the circles, Hey, yep. I'll take the bill. No problem. You know, whatever. But you see some of those bills. And I know like even me as just a single dude going out on a Friday night, it could be 70, 80, a hundred dollars or more, obviously, depending on where we go. Easy. Liquid death yep. in the grand scheme of things is a lot cheaper than that. Absolutely. And that's, that's exactly what I tell everybody too. They're like, Oh my God, you spent $80 of water. And I'm like, yeah, you, you wouldn't say that. Or right. Tito's or something, you'd be like, "Oh my God, you you're having a party tonight!" And it's like, "No, I just spent a hundred dollars on vodka." You know? <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of funny how people look at stuff, but yeah. And uh, I'll bring up I definitely want to lead more people down the the water path. Right. And in closing, I'm going to bring up the L word as a Lincoln fanatic, as AKA the Lincoln addict. We have, you know, this Lincolns are prone to breakdown. So I need to save all the money from alcohol so I can actually keep the car on the road. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. 
much love. Well, I appreciate I would you, him, Jason. He, yeah, I appreciate you as a friend. I would say much love to Jeff uh, at Devious Customs, of course, DeviousCustoms.com. But, oh, yeah, don't forget, they're also on YouTube, and they're going to continue bringing more content to you guys in 2024. You may find this on uh, Jeff's channel, on his social media, as well as OLP. However you find it, hopefully it resonates well with you. If you think that it could help one friend or family member or anyone, just share it. It's free, right, Jeff? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And hurt you. Give, and, and remember, we are not lawyers, okay? Take our feedback today with a grain of salt, but nobody's going to argue with being preventive on yourself. It's ODB and Mr. Devious, right? What do you got to say, Jeff? Yes, sir. I love it. I love it. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks, brother. Yep. Hey, always on the rise, we'll my soon. friend. We'll see you soon. And if you like this message, absolutely, uh, please leave a comment. Or if you have a successful message to share with us, uh, comment it below wherever you're finding this content. We appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Stay on the rise. Absolutely. Thank you. Yo, yo, episode 344. It's a wrap. Thanks for everyone that stuck with us all the way to the end. Didn't anticipate this episode being as long as it was, but I can't thank Jeff Davey enough for reaching out and really telling a very personal story here on OLP. Maybe you can take some things from it. Maybe some things you're working on in your life. I know I'm working on some things in mine, and maybe it'll be motivation for you. But if nothing else, you got to tip your cap to someone like Jeff for sharing this story publicly and uh, trying to maybe bring some light to some change that he's making in his life. I want to thank our title sponsor, Scraping the Coast. We'll be out there, of course, every year in June, Biloxi, typically the third weekend in the month of June for Scraping the Coast. You can find Scraping the Coast information on their website, Facebook, or Instagram for more information. We'll be covering it as we get closer, of course, remember, Scraping the Coast is a mini Truck Hall of Fame show. We hope to see you out there. If we missed anything this episode, we'll hit you hopefully next week with a Black Friday special edition, including, uh, as I mentioned earlier, a West Coast uh, hip-hop group that's legendary. They'll share some cool stories, including who they were set to sign with before he passed away, so... More on that next week, and then uh, in two weeks, we'll hit you with another episode. So we're going to do a one, two, three in a row for the first time in a while, and we're going to end this year strong. So thanks for bearing with us with uh, the audio. I know it might sound a little bit different because we did the video side, but we're going to continue to improve. Everyone, thank you for the support. ODB, we at ya. Peace. Hey, and have a great Thanksgiving, everyone. Later. Thank you.